0: This is Power Players with Dan Clark. This is a podcast interview with the world's foremost expert on stress management, Dr. Terry Lyles. Welcome to Power Players with Dan Clark, former Athlete, Hall of Fame speaker, New York Times bestselling author, and high-performance business coach, where each week I bring you an inspiring message from an extraordinary human being who will share their secrets on how you can tap into your personal power to become everything you were born to be. Thanks for spending some time with me today. In this episode, my colleague, Dr. Terry Lyles, with a PhD in psychology, expert in bio and psychotelemetry, educator, best-selling author, speaker, stress coach, shares his work focused on teaching groups of all ages how to navigate life storms and difficult situations through stress utilization and work-life balance training. You've seen him on Good Morning America, the Today Show, CNN, Fox, and featured in major publications as the go-to guy to help us deal with stress, to turn negative stress into positive improvement. In this fascinating interview, Dr. Lyles gives us an inside glimpse into his lifelong dedication to maximizing performance under pressure. I love, I've read your book, brother. I love how Dr. Lyles points out that stress is a corporate environment that stress in a corporate environment and world of work we call stress, yet in sports we call it competition. So let's just dive right into the discussion. Dr. Lyles. thank you so much for joining this this program.
1: Thank you, Dan. Excited to be here with you and been looking forward to this day and uh, really excited to, you know, meet your listeners followers and uh just hope we can have you know a great conversation and make some sense out of what's going on in the world
0: today yes please so let's just dive right into the definition your definition of stress
1: it's it's energy expenditure so we expend energy mentally emotionally spiritually physically as i write about and teach those are four wheels on the same car So, you can't send your mind to work now that no one's going to work and leave your body at home, and vice versa. We all go together as a package. And as I commonly tell performers, it only takes one flat to have a bad day with your car. You don't need four flats. You can have a bad day mentally, and you got a problem. You got a tow truck. You can have a bad day emotionally, spiritually, physically. You got a tow truck coming. So, it's all about how do you navigate those four capacities to find alignment. To get the best out of your daily performance and the best out of yourself
0: okay so let me just throw out three scenarios and if you could just add your 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 take and definition so on september 11 2001 <clears throat> yep. when the terrorists blew jets into the world trade center and pentagon while most people were running out of the burning building screaming our first responders military personnel and a few brave citizens were running into the buildings why did they handle this stress differently and rise to the occasion as power players
1: training because training equips us to understand that danger is is only a deficit not quite understood yet but the training actually prepares us to go into harm's way versus running away because we that have that training believe we can make a difference with what we know and how we can do it i spent 3 months at ground zero after that so it's interesting you you know you mentioned that and um, you know that 16 square blocks became a home for us as as responders, digging bodies out and and coaching and counseling and crying with people and I, I mean one of my clients was Morgan Stanley who had 3,800 people in the North Tower when it went down. I was supposed to be there two days after 9/11 mm-hmm. on a plane going there. So you know we we do what we do by training. People that run away are are it's not that they're afraid or weak it's just they don't have the training equipment so this podcast training books seminars things that we do to educate people is training to help people understand that fight or flight psychologically is differentiated by our training those who run into harm's way those that run away to protect themselves
0: all right second scenario i know you work with elite high performance athletes so what would you say? What would you teach? How would you train a race car driver who needs to push him or herself to the limit and go fast enough to win?
1: The same thing It's training. You know, these individuals understand that, first of all, you know, my IndyCar driver this past year, uh, Oliver Eskew, won the IndyCar Lights Championship and went on to a full-time IndyCar ride uh, starting out this past year. You know, now, but it's all paused like everything else in the world. But, you know, he's 21 years old. He's already won his first championship, and his career is just now starting. The issue with those drivers is not just performing, and it's not about life and death. It's about winning. And winning is an attitude. It's a thought process. And that's where the preparation, preparation, preparation comes in. How do you train your mind and your body to handle pressure and stress at 230 miles an hour with 33 other maniacs all with road rage? You know, you, you go out there and you do what you're trained to do because you love it. You love what you do. When you love what you do, the wall, the speed, the gravity is really not the issue because you're going to have a blast doing it. It's a mindset.
0: It's so interesting. So I have one last scenario, which brings us into the first P of the three Ps, passion, preparation, and pursuit. Passion, you know, your reason your your love of the game but the third scenario is i know you work with elite athletes olympic athletes who believe the motto sidious altius fortius master higher stronger these olympic athletes they actually believe world records are meant to be broken so they continuously push themselves to their ultimate capacity potential as human beings some would say i can't take the stress i can't handle it this this is not going my way and these folks they create stress. What do you, how do you teach them? What is that training about?
1: That's a great question because, you know, athletes don't really use the word stress like we do in the corporate world. Um, they call it competition. Yeah. So competition to an, any performer or elite athlete is, is fuel. I mean, it fires you up. It's what drives you. And when you can embrace, and, and here's what I say about fuel. You know, I can take fuel and pour it on the floor, light it, and I've got an out-of-control fire. I can take that same fuel, put it in my car, and a controlled environment called a gas tank goes through the gas lines, through the fuel injectors, fires my engine up. That's a controlled combustional force. So it's all about containment. When you can contain your passion to not just flash out of you, but contain it to empower you. That's where elite performers understand that their passion is wrapped up in competition, not in the threat or bad stress scenario that most of us see in the corporate world.
0: Okay, so the first be passion. What part does finding our passion play in dealing with stress then? And more specifically, when and how did you first identify your passion so that you knew that it was one of those secret ingredients to dealing with stress?
1: Well, first of all, you know, passion is, is, is fuel. It's necessary to anything that we do. I mean, there's, there's four things I really like hammer through when I do training and speaking, writing, it's passion, perseverance, force is a big one, right? But then motivation is one of those, but all four of those things are driven by inspiration. So passion is one of the four cylinders that is driven by inspiration. So at a young age, you know, I, I began to realize that I had aspirations to do things and like impact the world. And my mom and dad were just good old country people, worked factory jobs. You know, there were six of us in a household and an 800 square foot house. And I wasn't college material. And, you know, we just we just didn't do that. And I said, but I, I have to. So there was something in aid inside of me that burned. That's passion to me. But when that passion began to inspire me, I realized that I need to be educated. I needed to get myself out into the world. I needed to go pursue and travel. So it's, a, it's the alignment of passion that makes the difference. But it comes from inspiration. And I actually love the, the old Hebrew word nashima. It's what inspiration is. It means to breathe and or inspire. So when I am... Breathing in, my lungs are inspired by oxygen and my blood cells to live. When I breathe in life from you on this call today, it inspires me because I know we're talking to people that listen to you and I can touch their lives. That's inspirational to me. So it Mm -hmm. goes back and forth, just like oxygen in a room. We need it to live. It's powerful. So that's what inspired me, knowing, first of all, I needed to make a difference in the world. But yet I needed to go get prepared, not just be ready to impact the world, because everybody's ready. But not everybody's prepared. I'd be prepared to meet that
0: call. Okay, so this is about power players. And my listeners want to know the, the secret sauce, the pixie dust. There's no one better qualified to teach us, brother. So what could <laughs> we specifically do to prepare ourselves and tap into our passion so we can mm-hmm. better – turn stress into competition and into uh, you know personal development
1: well you know this is going to sound kind of crazy probably first sound if no one's ever heard me talk or discuss this concept but it's literally grabbing your deepest deepest darkness and secrets and pains healing from those at the same time converting those into your greatest opportunity i have a a uh, 35-year-old special needs son who has never spoken, never walked. He's in a wheelchair. He's still fed and diapered as an infant. He's at my house as we speak doing my three-day stint with him at night, doesn't sleep at night, rolling, casting. It's, it's an ongoing three-and-a-half-decade journey of chaos and confusion. But in the midst of that, I learned that his brokenness Became My greatest opportunity to succeed. I met Roger Pinsky as, and listen, racing. I grew up in Indianapolis by the motor speedway. I mean, IndyCar racing specifically was my love. It still is. I've trained 40 oh, drivers yeah. in my career. You know, I got, and the, when I, I, I got
0: the back. I got the backseat ride with Al Unser going 200 miles an hour in a wall that I didn't think we were going to make a turn on. <laughs> and that it. was that was
1: turn one. So it looks it's flat. <laughs> no. It's scary. It's scary. <laughs> I met Roger Pinsky be, be, through Emerson Fittipaldi, which was one of his you know chief drivers at the time in 1991, He just won the Indy 500 because of my special needs son. He came off a, a stand signing autographs, which I went to go get with my family. He got up, moved down, came to my special needs son, knelt down in front of him in his wheelchair and said, be my guest at the race this weekend. I was blown away. I mean, I'm like, are you kidding me? So, you know, you don't have to be good. You, You need to be prepared and put yourself in harm's way to interact with your destiny. And I first met Roger Pinsky that weekend in Detroit. It's lights out since then. Still do work for them, train their drivers. know, So you have to think beyond what's right with you, focus on what's wrong with you, embrace it, deal with it, and move through it. Not around it, don't deny it. And that's a hard lesson to learn for all of us. It's still hard for me. I'm still learning
0: it. It's so exciting to listen to gurus like you because obviously we don't remember the facts and figures. We remember the interpretation of the facts and figures. And you just reminded me, my sweet dad, he battled cancer for six and a half years and about two months before he passed away, he gathered our entire family together and he said, what are all of you learning from this? He turned the yeah. table. So I relate what you were talking about with your, your beautiful yeah. son. That's My great. oldest daughter actually teaches special needs at a middle school, with, <clears> the, <throat> the, with the children with severely challenged, which who are severely challenged. So let me ask you a personal question, uh, Terry. Sure. So you're the guru and, uh, You know, you and I both know that the the secret in being an amazing speaker is to be the same off stage as we are on stage, and you have that reputation. We all love and admire you so much, but I want to know, see if you can be vulnerable for a minute. Did you ever fail at something, and then what did you specifically do about it? You know, I laugh as a motivational speaker in the home, I'll say something, and my children, will turn my philosophy back in my face to make sure that I'm, you know, talking the talk and walking the walk. So one specific experience where you actually failed and then teach us what you did about it, that kind of illuminated even more information for for you to help other people.
1: You know, I, and that's a, that's a pretty deep question because I've failed a lot in my life. (laughs) I've, I've got a lot of failures um, the one that popped into my head that really scared me when you said that was I had just been, um, hired, retained by Ray Evernham, a NASCAR team owner at the time. He's now a hall of fame, um, crew chief. He'd won all the championships with Jeff Gordon. And, um, you know, he had just brought me on through Dodge Motorsport to coach and train their drivers, 450 employees, you know, the whole thing. And about a week or so into that, I had an agency um, that was putting me out there, you know, promoting book and, you know, just different things. And they had put on a press release that said I was going to be at the Charlotte uh, Motor Speedway that particular weekend to uh, do interviews for people that wanted to know what I was coaching the drivers on. Ray calls me and says, bro, you can't do that. I go, do what? I didn't even know she did it. I'm like, do what? He goes, you cannot talk about what you talk to our drivers about i'm like of course not i mean i'm a shrink by trade i don't do that he goes well the press release <laughs> went out from your people he goes i I, we, I have to sever our relationship before it starts hung up the phone i'm in miami airport flying to charlotte for the race that weekend wow. devastated i mean i'm like are you kidding me how does this happen so i let a couple of weeks go by three weeks go by and i text ray and i said ray just call me when you get a chance. I, just, I still want to talk to you and work with you. He finally called me back. I convinced him that was real. I fired that publicist. I had no idea that press release went out. He gave me another opportunity. We won championships. We won races. I did four years with him. It became Richard Petty Motorsports. The thing continued. But listen, the scariest moment in my racing career for NASCAR was that I was fired before I even started with something I didn't even do. But oh. because I was patient... And because I kept communicating, we were able to bring that back and we all won. So, you know, at the end of our days, you know, when you think you're failing, you're only falling. Just know that you got a parachute, pull the ripcord before you hit the ground.
0: I love it. You never lose if you always learn. You know, you always remind me when I listen to you on TV and in this interview of one of my favorite quotes, pain is a signal to grow not to suffer once we learn the lesson the pain is teaching us the pain goes away so in life there's no mistakes only lessons yes and i appreciate the lessons you're teaching us so the last p my friend is is pursuit of that passion Mm -hmm. and so to conclude our time together i want to refer to professor randy pausch who coined the speech title last lecture i just want to put you on the hot seat if i can and ask you if you had one day to live with all of your experience in so many different fields, world class athletes and race car drivers, and the horrific events that happen on September 11th when we go through traumatic experiences. What is your one consolidated message to the world that would help all of us become a power player? Because remember in my introduction, <clears throat> the, the ingredients to being a power player transcend all generations all races all genders all socioeconomic Mm. conditions what works for one of us will work for all of us if it's true and you speak total truth what's your consolidated message to the world my friend
1: you know i always remember that it's not about you always remember that as as walt disney said this whole thing started with a mouse keep it simple you know just Just always remember that it's not you, that your and mine consolidated successes are mere shadows of past or judged by what we do today. My faith in God, my love and my family, and my pursuit for excellence every day that I wake up and I do the same things within reason every single day to make a difference that if I died today, Dan, I died giving an interview to your show, speaking to your listeners that said, I gave everything to you that you asked me and that I gave it with everything within me. So never quit, never give up, always believe, but just know that failures are real, but success is earned and it's hard work and you've got to get up and you do it again and you do it again. When I roll my son at night in the sleep four five, six, seven times a night, I change him in his night. He's having seizures and I relax him and I, I try to hold him and comfort him, and I go back to bed, and I wake up in the morning. I know I'm alive. So my final piece is don't just live today. Be alive as you're living and live it like your last day. That's living with no
0: regrets. Wow. There you have it, my friends. Dr. Terry Lyles, how can we get a hold of you and join your tribe, brother, website?
1: uh, Just really simple. uh, You just... Yeah, you just said it, terrylyles.com, T-E-R-R-Y-L-Y-L-E-S.com. And I'll say this, we have a lot of free things on there that we give out to listeners and subscribers. Like I have uh, a, a downloadable piece on there now called Caught in Nature's Path, which really is about this type of thing, like corona. It was not written for that, but it was written for disaster and what you do when disaster hits. This is a natural disaster. It just happens to be a virus. Free 30-page download there. It's a PDF. You can download it, give it to others. Also have a 10-video series we did on the stress from working from home during coronavirus. So interesting little video clips and vignettes about dealing with your spouses and kids and homeschooling. So really appreciate anybody that goes there. Just share it with others. We have so many giveaways there that we want to empower our communities on how to be better and how to be whole. And of course, Performance and the Pressure, the book is there. Um, but I don't control that that's from the publishing side but um, that's a purchase sure. but all the rest are giveaways and just really excited to be a part of moving through this whole scenario of you know whatever the psychological reset is going to be because of this coronavirus and we're going to come out looking differently but yet on top when this thing is over
0: absolutely which means that you know months and years from from now this interview will still be relevant because what you reminded the world my friend and In a snapshot, as crisis does not make or break the man or woman, it just reveals the true character within. Yes. And I appreciate this time so much, and I look forward to hanging out with you, my friend.
1: Thank you, Dan. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate what you do.
0: I appreciate that. And as we always close, remember, when you finally decide to be a power player, your power play begins with you. So until next time, as Dr. Terry Lyles reminded us, quantify your takeaway And go make a power play. You have a good one. Thank you. The views and opinions expressed on the Power Players podcast do not necessarily reflect those of KUTV
1: or Sinclair Broadcast Group.